So yeah. Super weird names. <laughs> <laughs> and then I start thinking like maybe, so like maybe like the reason that these guys ended up being Nazis is that they just like need their dick sucked a little bit. And then maybe like they would like just cool out and like get jobs. Could be. Or you could just do what that one, uh, the black femdom is doing. The one who makes white nationalists read black feminist theory. <laughs> oh, I love her. <laughs> I, don't. I love her. I have no idea what's going on with that, but I approve pretty much wholeheartedly as a marvelous. You know, like, if, like if they don't, if they, theory. yeah, if they don't like read enough or whatever, like they don't get to come. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, hi kids, it's Ken, Coach Rage Blades. I'm Bob, your host. And, uh, you know, I'm a puncher, you're a puncher, he's a puncher, she's a puncher. Every, wouldn't you like to punch a Nazi too? And here are my co hosts, Andy and RC. Introduce yourselves, please. I don't care who goes next. I can go, or whatever. Uh, and I'm, I'm Andy. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, it doesn't just happen to me. Doesn't just happen you, to me. Go. No, it's fine. You can put it on that nailed it Netflix show. You'll the make The difference it. is I edit my bad ones out. Uh, I, I'm Andy, and this room is green. <laughs> and I'm RC, and I have never been quite so uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, you have. And you liked it. Cross you your legs. It. It'll be fine. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> okay. I can sit down. Ooh, ooh. Really? Really? I hit my microphone. Oops. Today, kids, we are talking about the Mandy trailer, since that's coming out, what, next Friday? Um, This week, basically. This week, yep. Yeah, by this point. And uh, we are talking about the 2015 Nazi horror film, Green Room. Also pretty topical. (laughs) Also pretty topical, yeah. (laughs) Because Nazi punching. Yay. So, Andy, I have deets. This is a, this is an Andy-centric episode. It really is. Just so you know. Yeah, and the, I'm realizing and fine. everybody's this is this is I, we're going to have a very long, serious conversation. I can already tell. We really are because it's another one of those weeks. <laughs> uh, so the trailer is Mandy, uh, 2018. Duh, I don't know why I did that. Directed by Panos Cosmatos, um, he did Beyond the Black Rainbow. Don't ever ask me about that movie. I will waste a lot of your time. He will. It's true. Trust me. Uh, written by Panos Cosmatos and Aaron Stewart on, starring Nicolas Cage, um, Andrea Riesborough. Um, I don't recognize anything she's in, but she's in the upcoming Grudge reboot. So that'll be fun. Didn't even know that, that was coming. Yeah. Neither did I. Yeah. Don't know how excited I am. We totally <laughs> didn't <laughs> actually need that at all, really. No, no we did nobody now. did. No. Zero people. Uh, also, Linus Roach uh, from TV's Law and Order. Bill Duke, a.k.a. the black guy in Predator who wasn't Carl Weathers. <laughs> um, boy, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I got that sort of horrible reductive uh, chatter out of the way now before we move on to like more progressive films. Right. Um, Richard Brake, who we know as Doomhead from Rob Zombie's 31. Right. Uh, the only good thing from Rob Zombie's 31. <laughs> And, and not even that great from that movie because that movie was just awful. Yeah. awful. Um, and yeah. because of me, the soundtrack, uh, of course, done by the late Johan Johansson, um, died last year, uh, which makes me sad because he was very, very good at doing music things, but also was seriously fucking cute. Oh, he was adorable. Google the Little man. ginger man. Weird Icelandic ginger 
bearded oh. bear. Dude. Already on board. Yes. Like, you yeah. don't need to keep going. And his music's actually really good, too. It's like, he, he, Icelandic <laughs> ginger. My like basement is flooded. I am ready. So, so yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. You're, are you sliding off your chair? He kind of is. Weird. Um, but so Denim like, isn't that absurd. Like, he did, like, film soundtracks and, like, a lot of, like, um, orchestral stuff combined with electronic music and had like this mad like keyboard quartet thing that is like one of the best things ever. Right. I don't know. He's just, I really dig the guy. Doug the guy. Still dig the guy even though he has been Doug. That was just don't do awkward. any more digging of your own and we're fine. I'm moving on. Um, okay. So yeah, it's uh, in, at least around here anyway. It's uh, Mandy is in theaters uh, the 14th of September. That's Friday. Yeah, so I, I cool. think it's hit some of the festivals already. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's been hitting them all year. And yeah. people have been going nuts over it and sort of like whipping me into a frenzy because like I'm dying to see this thing. Uh, so a quick synopsis. In the Pacific Northwest in 1983, because of course, outsiders <laughs> Red Miller and Mandy Bloom lead a loving and peaceful existence when their pine-scented haven. <laughs> really? I love God, that. Dude. Really? So I'm it's well, a van in the 70s. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> When their pine-scented haven is savagely destroyed by a cult led by the sadistic Jeremiah Sand, uh, Red is catapulted into a phantasmagoric journey filled with bloody vengeance and laced with deadly fire. Um, so that's fun. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at... I, uh, I have to say, and I know I've said this before, I hate Nicolas Cage. <laughs> we got to get that out I of the way. I cannot... We'll, we'll start there. Nicholas <laughs> yes. Um, the one reason I was able to talk, to sit through mom and dad um, was oh. probably one, because I was stoned Still and two, it. because his part isn't that big in it. But I don't know. I saw when I, there was full frontal of him in City of Angels. His part was plenty big. No. <laughs> no. Bad Andy. No. Come on. Good job. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not saying it was a bad joke, but it was easier than I am. (laughs) (laughs) But no, when it comes to Nick Cage, in what I've seen of his career, he's got crazy. You know, where you're talking Valley Girl face off, those type of things. I forgot Valley Girl existed. I know. Most of the world did. Yeah, that's that's, Um, a coping mechanism. Or morose, like eight millimeter or. You know, City Las of Angels Vegas. or Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you've occasionally got the bits where he mixes the two, and sometimes that's okay. Um, but I require examples. And, and uh, um, Actually, probably my best example of that would be something like Honeymoon in Vegas, where he's like whining half the time and completely fucking crazy the rest of the time. Okay. That's, that's yeah. kind of a, a nice little meshing of the mm. two. Yeah, it, uh, but because he's only, it, he seems to be limited to those two moods. Yeah. That's why I don't care for him. If, he, if, he, if he gave any sort of range outside of that, I might appreciate him. At, at this point, I don't. However, when it comes to this trailer, this looks like some fucked up shit. <laughs> and it would probably fit his crazy super well. I agree. It seems so, like this is Nicolas Cage at his most unhinged, culminating, at least as far as the trailer goes, in a mano e mano chainsaw duel. Right. Which, honestly, is all I've ever wanted. Yeah. This I is, I mean, <laughs> this is, you realize this is like Adult Swim, the live action movie, pretty right? much. But, like, but it's not, so, it's not so, just a chainsaw duel, though. Sorry, I apologize. You're good. Um, <laughs> it's 
like little handheld cut the log chainsaw and the gigantic cut down a redwood chainsaw. <laughs> really is. What? The thing that I don't understand is chainsaw battle, super epic. Yes. Right. Not arguing, not mm-hmm. detracting at all. Hugely metal. Yeah. However, one of the like earlier things in the trailer is him forging this ridiculously badass <laughs> two-handed axe. <laughs> Yeah, and frankly, I feel like that might be a better choice. Yeah. It looks like something then, that, then that you would get made fun of for bringing to the Renaissance Fair. It looks, <laughs> it looks like that one axe from that last season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, only without the wooden stake on the end. Right. Oh God. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It looks like a really shitty. Um, I'm like I could even... promo in World of Warcraft or something. That yeah. is the most accurate mm-hmm. yeah. description of what it, it really is. is. <laughs> It's like, wow, the rendering on that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this you're not getting a lot of plot out of this out of this trailer. And that's fine. Yeah. I'm yeah, totally yeah. down with that. Don't give me a lot of plot. In I don't trailer. know that there's a lot of plot. Tease me with it. I have a feeling it's just going to be like this insane, like fucking metalocalypse fever dream of like <laughs> a candy colored red lights, things right. being set on fire, people bleeding and screaming. And basically, I don't know. I and that one odd somewhat gender neutral person that i don't understand yet ah oh the vaguely androgynous one yeah yeah dude i think that's the guy i think that's uh that's oh that's actually the 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 big bad oh i believe so yeah that's whatever is with jeremiah sand which sounds like that's linus Rhodes, isn't it yeah sounds like somebody who manufactures a dubious Hmm. brand Consent? of bourbon <laughs> i'd probably drink it yeah yeah um i don't drink anymore yeah it I looks like he's it. almost almost trying to channel uh what's his name like david carradine and kill bill david carradine and kill bill and a little bit of um oh god damn it names the one from priscilla queen of the desert you're talking about hugo weaving no the other one terrence stamp that's the one <laughs> <laughs> nice. oh yeah no <laughs> I, w- I was going to make a far nerdier reference and say Kuja from Final Fantasy IX. Well, yeah, there's <laughs> that too. We, we can go there. Why not? I mean, Mandy looks like a candy-colored nightmare, and for that I'm giving it points. I will probably see it, except for I will be cringing at everything Nicolas Cage says. Uh, I will absolutely be watching it. I am, yeah, I'm probably going to be there like as close to opening that as I can, just because every time a movie comes out that I'm really excited by, it disappears like within days. Yeah. Like, Except for that mother giving, thing. Mother lasted it, for a really long time. You're <laughs> giving it plural days? That's yeah. <laughs> what is, I, still, I still remember, like, I, I think Neon Demon came out and, like, I waited, I think, two days to see it. And I think I I did manage to see it on, like, one of the last days it was running. Like, they couldn't get it out of the theater fast enough. They were like... And I don't know why that movie is beautiful. I assume Marvel did something. Probably. Because it's Marvel. Oh, look, the Avengers 9 million came out by Neon Demon. Yeah. You suck. Anyway, so no, Neon Demon does not suck. <laughs> Listen to the Neon Demon episode. It's fun. <laughs> so, baloney nipples. So, speaking of something, something segue. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I can't even think of a segue here. Go. I'm rusty. It's fine. We yeah. haven't, we, we've, we've had our long enough holiday that we needed a vacation <laughs> yeah. from our vacation. And, <laughs> and here we go. So, Imagine a segue here and go, Andy, go. Speaking of testosterone and primary colors, which doesn't really work because green's not a primary color, but go with it. Uh, Green Room, (laughs) 2016. (laughs) Uh, Written and directed by Jeremy Saulnier. Um, Of course, director of Murder Party and Blue Room and the upcoming Hold the Dark for Netflix, 
which is a werewolf movie. Going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Starring Anton Yelchin. Um, it was one of his last movies. Uh, even the Star Trek movies, the Fright Night remake. I feel so bad for him. Yeah. I like, really do. I Imagine being run over by your own car. Wow. That's how he died. Didn't know that. Yeah. Did he? What, 27. Was, was somebody else driving it? I think it just like popped the emergency <laughs> brake or something. He couldn't <laughs> okay. stop it. That's a lot funnier. <laughs> it is funny. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's horrible. It's well, let's put it this way. Nobody was hiring him. Nobody was hiring for his driving skills. No, they were um, not. But yeah, like there were like five or six movies that all came out after he died. Like dude worked. Yeah. I mean, I was I was happy to have seen Odd Thomas before he died, Never which is actually it. a good one. You should definitely watch yeah, it. Okay. It was my because it's kind of uh, Buffy ish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be um, controversial. Mm-hmm. I am not a Star Trek fan. Oh, no, uh, I'm not either. Yeah. So, so I'm more I never, of a Star Wars guy, but yeah, I get so it. So I never watched any of the movies. So Odd Thomas. the last one, actually? Odd Thomas was my introduction to Anton Yelchin. This movie was my introduction to Anton Yelchin. I didn't oh. even know who he was. I didn't even realize which one of the people in the band he was. Fright Night was actually my yeah. big intro. I did, I'd seen him. Mm-hmm. I was aware of him. But Fright Night was the first big thing that I saw him in. And I was actually not unhappy with the remake of Fright Night. I didn't hate it. So, yeah, it's fine. Speaking of Imogene Poots, she's in this movie. She was also in 28 Weeks Later. Um, Sir Patrick Stewart, if you don't know what he's been in. uh, We don't Watch anything. Just about. Uh, Ali uh, Shawkat from from TV's Arrested Development and also The Final Girls, which I haven't seen. The Final Girls left me wanting a little bit. did exist. It was was okay, but it left me wanting a little bit. Mm. Um, Joe Cole, only thing I could find that I had ever heard of that he was in uh, is Peaky Blinders, which I haven't actually watched. It's It's on Netflix. TV series, yes. British, Irish, one of those. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's one of those things that I'm aware of. I'm going to be right. I, I I'm just keep be hearing up the a name hasty apology for that. For that, probably. Soon. I just keep mm-hmm. hearing the name Peaky Blinders all over the place, yeah. and I don't know what it means. Um, yep, yeah, uh, Callum Turner. He's a bit actor, but he's in the next Fantastic Beasts movie that I don't really care about, but like other people do. Uh, Macon Blair is. He's also in Murder Party and Blue Ruin. He is basically Jeremy Solnier's Whoopi. <laughs> uh, like like he's in all of his movies blanket. uh he's also super goddamn adorable when he has facial hair blue ruin i i watched blue ruin just because of the still of macon blair standing there in like a white kind of t-shirt halfway see-through with long hair and a beard like that sold me on the movie i didn't even know what it was about he he does look like a living teddy bear yeah he really does yeah um also directs he directed uh i don't feel at home in this world anymore which is on netflix and has elijah wood as a weird like nunchuck carrying like mall ninja it's, okay it's kind of funny it's a weird little movie um i think it's still I'm on netflix looking we're looking up so i don't know where, where we want to go we just jump straight so, into the plot Do you want to start um, with some general things get some shit out of the way i mean one of the reasons uh, that i am glad that we're talking about this movie right now real real quick before we get into it is because of the whole nazi presence in the news deal we have a lot and of fun here kids, i will seriously. punch a fucking nazi <laughs> i will curb stomp a bitch let's go american history x or whatever the hell that one was just yeah how you like them teeth <laughs> so but anyway, why did you pick the movie andy well, a couple of reasons. Again, uh, I've been, this is kind of one of my favorite movies. Like I played in a lot of bands for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I played in a couple bands for a long time. Um, and so like the first 20 minutes of this movie is very much 
feels very true to that. Like, you know, just walking into a room where you don't know, you've never been there before. You have to like haul your shit in, set up your stuff, play your show. You don't know who you're playing in front of. You don't know how you're going to interact with them. You don't know how you're going to get along at all. Right. And it's like that whole process that's in the movie felt you know, really genuine to me. I'm a punk fan. I like punk because this is a very punk rock movie. Yeah, that and, makes sense. And honestly, it's just a really like tense white knuckle. Uh, that's not where I thought that sentence was going. Can you? <laughs> It's just like a white knuckle shuffle, I guess. I don't know. Um, but no, it's also just, not where I thought it was it's just, It is just, it's a really good, solid movie. I, I watched it a couple of years ago and it's been kind of part of my psyche ever since. Like the last show that I played um, with the band that I was in uh, fairly recently, everybody knew the movie. Like mm-hmm. before the sh- before anybody went on, like there's just all these people from like three, four different bands all talking about the movie. So like it kind of, sure, it, sure. it sort of got into everybody's, Thing. And yeah, like the Nazi thing is like uh, timely. Sure. It's yeah. interesting how how little um, the movie doesn't seem to spend a lot of time talking about like white supremacists or like the fact that they're neo-Nazis doesn't really play into the plot that much. Yeah, well, it, it it does at the beginning. Yeah. And then yeah. it's completely ignored. And it's just like, no, these dicks are just violent. Like, they're not violent because they're Nazis. They yeah. just are violent and happen well, to well, it, but be Nazis. Violent, they're violent for, for what turns out to be a very, very clear reason. But yeah. um, but like, <clears throat> like it's, it's not driven by ideology, which I think is one of the interesting things about it. Yeah. Uh, I think that, yes, it's very clear this is the Nazis are the enemy. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's very clear that, you know, these people are violent. Because they are Nazis who also happen to be meth dealers. Um, the the heroin, imagery but. and the language of white supremacy is there. Oh, yeah. And used pre- very prevalently. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's because you're being told the story almost from the point of view of the band where the Nazi thing doesn't isn't as important as you'd think it would be. I, at this point, I'm I'm basically doing sort of a control F, find and replace. Anytime somebody says neo-Nazi, I'm replacing it mentally with guy in dire need of a blowjob. Or specifically, <laughs> white guy in dire need of a blowjob. I mean, Obviously. Patrick Stewart uh, can hit it. So. Oh, yeah, no. Would, Trust me, Patrick Stewart of bang. anyone in this movie does not need any more blowjobs. Right. But he There's can that. still he, have them. He's still getting them. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> That's why he doesn't Quite need possibly them. even from Ian McKellen. I would, I would happily... Right. I would happily <laughs> Allegedly. He can... Like I swear to God, nothing like, wrong with the bro job. I, right. I will, I will fly to London, get two, and give him one. Yes. Like I'm down for that. Right? He can borrow the Queen's sword. He can knight me. I'll already be on my knees. It's fine. Right? <laughs> I'm I performing thought, a service for the kingdom. I, <laughs> I thought he was knighting his knees. He's like, <laughs> like a spurts over each shoulder. That's the English version of Bukaki. Yeah. <laughs> Go on with the plot, Andy. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. All right. So, <clears throat> so starting, well, begin at the beginning. Uh, the Ain't Rights. <laughs> Bassist Pat, drummer Reese, guitarist Sam, vocalist Tiger. He's not a singer. <laughs> he is a vocalist. Are a hardcore punk band from Washington, D.C. on tour in the Pacific Northwest, and it is not going well. After a humiliating last-minute show at a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> which, God. That was hilarious. That is a great scene. Uh, they've just decided to pack it in when Small Potatoes promoter Tad gets them a decent paying gig through his cousin Daniel at a small bar in the middle of nowhere. Turns out it's the hangout for a big cell of neo-Nazi skinheads. Oops. 
The eight rights go on regardless, opening, opening their set with a cover of the Dead Kennedys classic Nazi punks fuck off. The song is poorly received. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Gay gasp. Interestingly (laughs) enough, the rest of their set goes off pretty well. Uh, But as they come off stage, the band finds their gear has been moved into the hallway outside the green room. Fire hazard. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, Mm -hmm. Big Justin, the extremely attractive bouncer, Uh. pays up and then tells them to make like a tree and get the fuck out. Mm Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Sam forgot she left her cell phone plugged in in the green room. Pat goes back to get it and witnesses the aftermath of a brutal murder-death kill committed by a member of the headlining band, Cowcatcher. Pat freaks the fuck out and calls the cops. Then the band is herded back into the green room at gunpoint by bar manager Gabe and the aforementioned Big Justin, locked in with the murder victim, who was Daniel's girlfriend, Emily, Mm -hmm. and her friend, Amber. Shit has now officially popped off. Right. So and that's like the first 20 minutes of the movie. I yeah, think. it happens super fast. And there's a lot of expository dialogue that goes by super quick. Right. And, and there's there's a lot of that a discussion into punk and, and why they do the things the way they do. Like they're like one of the points about this band is that they don't have a media presence, a social media presence. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's because they're like, no, music is transitory. We come, we do our thing. You enjoy it. We get out. I am going to say. That answer was total bullshit. It was. It completely was. <laughs> it was so fucking. And I think that's like very, very, very pretentious. Right. Well, you know, music is like feeling, man, and like you. you I'm just you like, gotta be there. I am out of. I am out of marijuana right now. Please share. No, it's like. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah, Anton Yeltsin. I'm. I'm 22, and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. So I'm gonna ride around in a van with my friends, and we're gonna make music. And you know what? That's actually cool. Arrested Development is fun. Yeah, I like that. Right, but and uh, you know, so so talk to us about the whole <laughs> DIY punk thing because I know you want to. Well, there's a little bit. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but basically, like, uh, kind of getting into like this the the show that they play and the kind of stuff that they do. Like that feels real. Jeremy Saulnier, like he played in bands. He mm-hmm. he was a, a hardcore punk guy, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that. You're playing in just really shitty clubs, right? In mm-hmm. front of frequently hostile arty- audiences. <laughs> Audiences. Go with it. It's okay. <clears throat> we do this all the time. It's fine. <laughs> like, what, um, is that a word? What? Okay, okay. It, like, it you, is now. But yeah. like, you, you go back to like the, the the heyday of hardcore punk. You'd be like Black Flag, and Henry mm-hmm. Rollins would be like punching people in the audience because they would be throwing shit at him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the band would, like, you'd get spit on as a means of applause. Right. Um, antagonizing the audience is kind of par for the course. And so, like, when they go up and they play Nazi punks, fuck off. Yeah, they get a very poor response, but then like there's is almost is almost a sort of respect that comes out of that. Like, okay, fine, you guys got your colors up on the wall. Here's our colors. Now we're gonna play our set. Right. And they play their set, and everybody gets into it. Yeah. And and, and I that in and of itself seems to me to be a very punk rock thing to do anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just by itself, yeah. it's like no, we don't care about you. Right. And like these and. I don't know. And like these guys are just like on the road in the van. They have no plan. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really know what they're doing. No one knows where they are. This is six bucks each. They just completely, <laughs> I've played shows like yeah. that. <laughs> so have I. I. Yeah. I've booked shows that ended up like that. <laughs> There's a reason why I don't still do that. Um, yeah. And like, uh, you know, they're just dumbasses. Like the movie opens with them sitting in the van with the lights on. No gas in the engine because Tiger drove off the road into a cornfield when he fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it could have been much worse. <clears throat> yes. And so the film literally <laughs> opens with them having to bike 11 miles two ways to steal gas, to siphon gas from cars at like a skating rink. Yeah. And it's this whole thing. It's just, there's this kind of, like they don't really have a plan. They are just winging it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> every oh, day of their lives, so. pretty much. <laughs> very much so, yes. And that's very, that's very, very kind of DIY to me. It feels very punk yeah. and I kind of like that. And I, I, because I can imagine living that way, I mean, I have a lot of different tastes in music. I will say that punk is not necessarily my favorite. I do listen to some. I have my moments. Um, but I, I get where that is going. Yeah. I get the idea behind punk because it's like, fuck everything else. Do what you want to do. Right. That's punk. And I'm good with that. Yeah. So, so that's, that's basically that spiel for me. I don't know. Was, I mean, was there anything? What do you... I mean, it's, it's the first act. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, now we've gotten okay. We're in danger. We know what's happening. Yeah. We've got to a certain up. extent. We know what's happening. To a, yeah, <laughs> to a certain extent. You, you know, we're, we're we've gotten we've gotten ourselves in danger. Let's move forward. Yeah, yeah. And I think the thing that makes it the the danger interesting to me is again, it would be really really easy for the danger to hinge upon the fact that they're like, you know, East Coast DC, fairly mm-hmm. liberal people. Progressive people, they're not liberal, but I'm money. Um, who like run afoul of ideologically of neo Nazis, yeah. and the neo Nazis yeah. just want to stomp them because you know, fucking yeah, fucking libtards, um, <laughs> right? And uh, he didn't go that route, and I, I like that it's it's just based on something completely, something accidental. Like they were, they had their money, they mm-hmm. had their three hundred and fifty bucks, they could have just gone on their way. Yep, yep. just forgot a fucking cell phone, right? Yeah, but I mean, when that's your means of communication, because I'm pretty sure she was the only one that had a cell phone. Oh yeah. Yeah, you go back and get it, or well, you. Sure. Well, I mean, granted, they could have asked someone else to go back and get it. It's like, yeah. hey, we're moving this stuff to the car. Can you go grab my phone out of that room? Yeah. So they just ha- they just happen into this really really nasty situation that yeah. doesn't end so good. After the after cowcatcher didn't lock the door. <laughs> they make such a big deal out of that too. It, it was like <laughs> with Justin. It was big, a plot point like four times. Right. Big Justin <laughs> locks that door and he just does it so passive aggressively. He like looks at him, locks the door. See how easy that was? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Big Justin is like my hero. Oh, I love him so. He's much. hilarious and hateful at the same time. He really is. <laughs> he's so cute. He's like, so fucking hot. My boner just didn't know what to do. Yeah, we do like our big boys on this podcast. Yeah. We do. So, um, Gabe, stage manager, pays a pair of true believers to stage a non-fatal stabbing to get rid of the cops. The club's owner, Darcy, shows up and decides that the band has to be killed to ensure their silence. Sorry about that. <laughs> in the green room, the band overpowers Big Justin and takes his gun. Then they settle in to wait for the police. Pat searches Emily's body and finds a cryptic note reading only Fleischwolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darcy and Gabe enlist Daniel to summon some troops, red laces only, and clear out the club by faking a power failure. <laughs> Um, telling them the police have already come and gone, Darcy convinces the band to open the door and give up Big Justin's gun. Mm-hmm. As Pat reaches through to hand it over, Amber sees additional skinheads waiting in the wings and warns him the skins hack Pat's arm to absolute oh. shit. It was his hamburger. hand is almost off. It's brutal. <laughs> like, uh, it plays yeah. into some bad decisions later. Yeah. Um, Forcing him to screech a the gun. <laughs> Uh, Reese breaks Big Justin's arm. Big Justin is unhappy about this and attacks the band, at which point Amber guts him with a box cutter. Huh. <sighs> so sad. Uh, with the band now so effectively sad. disarmed. Almost literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, sort of second in command, Clive winners, arrives with his dogs in preparation for happy fun murder time. Um, hmm. <laughs> so, that, that arm, the bit with the arm. The bit with the arm. Because you, oh you don't see it happen. You just hear the sound. You hear the yeah. sound. And I, that was one case it's where. squelchy. Anton Yelchin sells that so well because oh, the way he's fantastic. The way he is screaming, like, because it's like. Well, here's one thing that I noticed about Anton Yelchin is that in everything he's in, no matter what part, no matter how happy his character is, even as fucking Scotty, he always looks like he's this, like, seconds from tears. He actually was Chekhov. That's he was definitely Chekhov. That's the one. Thank you. Anyway, oh, and honestly, I can relate to that. <laughs> oh, see, for a minute, I thought you were like, oh, yeah. So I thought for a minute that like they you were about to make a joke that they should know better than to give Chekhov the gun. Ha ha ha. No, 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 no. I was just no. going to talk about the fact that Anton Yelchin looks like he's permanently <laughs> ready to cry. But like, no, when he's getting his arm hacked, you don't actually see it. But he just the performance he gives. He sounds completely unmanly and like just really, He's really good at that. confused and scared and just like, and it's just like, and it's, it's perfect. And it it's is really perfect. Is 100% yeah, it actually perfect. And I'm sitting here sounds like, realistic. I'm sitting here cringing like, oh God, God, I can't, I'm, I don't even know what's happening. Right? Yeah. I, the noises he were making. He, he, he were. were. <laughs> he were making. All three of the them. noises he were making were nice. No. Um, the noises he made, you know, in being attacked and understanding that trauma to his arm, even though he did not see it uh, at the time, realistic. Yeah, it was. I fantastic. would be making those noises. Those are those noises are yeah. pain noises. Yeah, I get the, it. I think, and that kind of, um, <laughs> which which plays into like one of the reasons like I'm really really horny for these for this movie and uh, and like uh, like. Um, Solnier's other movies too that like he when he does violence it's always really really awkward yeah it's really like awkward and uncomfortable and inept like nobody involved is really good at it right like they're not like hired like guns but real life going down. real life because yeah. people don't aren't trained to fight on a regular basis it's just it's we, just we really just messy it. right yeah and like yeah. the band is like and he's they're in completely over their heads and like so yeah he's like in, in any other horror movie or in any like action movie Somebody like that, that scene would have played out completely differently. Yeah. Right. Um, like just some crazy shit would have gone down, like some mad at mad flip kicks. And he would have been like, I got the gun and I got your machete. And now I'm going to go like, and here's Nicolas Cage with a chainsaw. Let's go. Or, you know, right. uh, maybe that horrible blonde with the God awful hair uh, would have panned slightly to the left a little bit sooner. The yeah. fucking Hime hair. Fuck magic hair. Oh, that was awful. God uh, Imogen Poots. Why did you agree to that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I really like. Sure, it, I it love was character. the character. I yeah. love her character. I hated her fucking character. Oh, I hated she did anything that about she did. Her. I wanted to just. I, oh, I wanted know. to inflict more pain she than Anton Yelchin had, got. Inflicted. She actually yeah. had some of the most stylish shit going on because, like, when the lights go out and there's that moment when everyone's like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck, fuck," mm -hmm. and like, "Yes, careful was, now." Yeah, yes. that was great. She was good. And then, you you knew so that good. she was just psycho, though. Yeah, I mean, well, she had just watched her friend get murdered, yeah. and she also knew damn well that she was next. Yeah, yeah. she did. So, like, she kind of got there before everybody else. Yeah, yeah. That's why she was like, just just run at them. Like, let's go. Like, yes, they have guns. Let's try to kill them. Let's go. Right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so she was not wrong. She, she wasn't. wasn't. I will say that this movie just 
reaffirms what happens to me with every movie or any really any horror anything see stranger things the moment <laughs> that there is a fat guy that I want to bang and there's always one there's yeah. always one oh, yeah. 100% of the time dead he will be one of if not the first to die yep. yeah oh god yeah it is a oh. curse and it happens every time that guy in stranger and things so but sam just, just went delicious. to go join frodo you know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i uh, stranger things um no i was thinking about fucking samwise gamgee Literally fucking Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, there is Oh, God, but no. He oh, was also God, in yes. Stranger Things Season 2. Yeah, and no, I know. Dying. Yeah, I know. And then, it's, of course, Sean Astin. I wanted, yeah, right, yeah. because I wanted to bang him, he died. Yeah. Sean Astin didn't die. Oh, oh, never mind. Oh, yeah, sorry. I caught it. It took me a minute. When you okay. talk, well, because you were talking about, like... Lord, Lord of the Rings. You were, yeah. No, no. I didn't. I, I, I got the Lord of the Rings reference. Okay. I was more like, because when you were like, oh, yeah, the really attractive guy who died in Stranger Things, I'm like, oh, yeah, that dude in the freaking Long Johns from the restaurant in, like, episode yeah, two. The really attractive oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, that was who I had started talking about, yeah. and he derailed me with Sean Astin. Not Sorry. that that's a not that that's at all uh, a bad distraction. He's just too that's a glorious distraction. I like him, but I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I want to defile him. Nah, uh, I, I'm okay. See, I I know him from The Nick, mm. which is wonderful. If you have Cinemax, watch The Nick. Okay, um, but no, he plays uh, basically uh, the ambulance driver. My problem yeah. is, I knew him from The, the Goonies. Mm. Yeah. So. Oh, no, 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 not. We're talking about two different people again. Oh, are you, now are you talking about the actually really hot I'm guy? I'm talking about the, the actual hot, dark-haired guy ran the restaurant where yeah. Benny ate. Yes, yeah, Benny. Benny. Yes. Oh, yeah. He purdy. Yeah. Anyway. No, so, Sean but, Astin, even seeing him in The Goonies, like, oh, seeing him at. So, here's the thing. The Goonies came out pretty sure before I was born. So, I'm like, God damn eh. it. God, yeah, that's right. He's always older than you. God damn it. You suck. But um, <laughs> but so the the other thing that Big Justin does, and there's like all these great little details in this movie. But when like Justin's at the door and he's got the gun on them, and they're like, "Come on, let's run at him." He's only got like so many bullets, and he's, there's this little moment where he like oh, brings God, them yeah. up short. He's like, "Okay, first off, they're not bullets; they're cartridges. And second, this gun only has five of them." I love that he just gets hung up on that little detail. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. bullet is the piece that's going to enter your body. Yeah. It's such a it's such a weird, slightly prissy little detail. It is. It really that is. Only a guy who has just like witnessed people being like ignorant about guns. Good yeah. events. Speaking of people willing to kill other people, tell us about red laces. Oh right, you have this in your notes. Oh yeah, I mentioned. I, I just assumed because again, because of the way that the way that information gets um, given in this movie, mm -hmm. it's not. There's no expository dialogue. They oh, no, it's context clues. Yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly. And so Red Laces is, um, if you, if, you know, basically you would, uh, if you see somebody, you know, somebody, at least back in the day, somebody was wearing black boots with red laces. That meant not only that they were um, white power dudes, but um, in this context, it even means that, like, somebody with red laces has shed blood. Mm -hmm. Either their own or someone else's. Presumably spilled somebody else's. Right. Yeah. For the movement. So fisting bottoms or tops in the leather community. You might want to change your laces. laces. Don't, do yeah. not flag laces. No. Don't flag your laces. No, no. Just something in your pocket. Thanks. Um, Don't flag your laces. So that's, yeah. You. And that's one of the things. Yeah. Like there's that. Um, I don't know. That's the. But like, I mean, but there's, there's this whole like plot running underneath everything. Like from the minute Darcy Patrick Stewart shows mm -hmm. up, there are all of these exchanges between him and Gabe. 
Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, you almost have to watch it with the subtitles on. Yeah. Um, I always do. So Okay. <laughs> I actually cranked up the volume because there's a decent, like a pretty good home theater system. Right. Where I'm yeah. staying now, which is nice. And so I got to hear lots of dialogue that I'd never heard before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that yeah. happened. Oh, okay. well, and it's like, you know, as as you're going through, you're realizing that Darcy is using all of this terminology, but in terms of the power he has in the area. Right. Which is Which why is he's crazy. It's completely crazy. Well, it's actually and it's it's a all, very it's very localized because yeah. he's, yeah. he's got like his little compound. And as you, you later realize like he's I mean, he's. Again, you kind of nailed it that he's, it's almost more like a, an organized crime organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. Organized criminal organization, like a not quite mafia, you know, long nationality, I guess, but whatever. Yeah. But like that. Right. I mean, they uh, haven't paid off the cops, but they know how to work around them. Right. You know, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. When the, the kid who, sits, who is about to get stabbed to fake the thing, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, it's not the first time. Yeah. And just right? stab, stab. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and this, that's a weird little weirdly little homoerotic scene that goes on right there where they like yeah. they get like hug each other and get their heads together and i'm like now kiss yeah now kiss. But, that's but not the penetration no. we not, were expecting they're not no. okay no they're, they're not cute enough to really they're not at think. all uh like if that mm. if that video comes up on Pornhub, like i'm clicking next yeah oh, um no. or just closing the tab like well it's gone yeah <laughs> gone forever i'm so sorry <laughs> Don't. Try again tomorrow. I'm, I'm just going to try a completely different search. Yeah. It has, sucks. I have. I, I now have an innie, and that has never <laughs> been a problem for me before. Um, but um, no, Act Three. I love how I played it. Act Three, a five-act story. It's not really. Um, corner. The band explores their options for escape. They break through the green room floor and find a great big old basement drug lab because, as it turns out, Darcy's white power movement is a front for his heroin business. There's no exit, but Tiger finds some duct tape to patch up Pat's arm with. So this is a bad one. decision that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, I we'll go. So. We'll go into that when we get to the detail part. But a pin in it, we'll get there. Yes, um, pins would have been better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the band and Amber arm themselves with improvised weapons and make a desperate run for it, including the weird toss of the fluorescent light bulb. Which <laughs> I think even one of the other characters looks at that and was like, "What the fuck was that about?" Um, they did. It was really funny. <laughs> it was. It's like, and also like, you know, I thought she was going to shank someone, but no, just yeah. immediately. And also just toxic, throw. Toxic. Yeah. It was completely incompetent. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Improvised weapons, desperate run for it. It doesn't go so great. Tiger gets his throat torn out by Clive's dog. Mm-hmm. Reese bolts through a window and is slashed to death by a skin, which that part was yeah. brutal. Oh. Rough. Um, Sam is attacked by a skin with a machete, but fends him off with a fire extinguisher. And not in the way you'd think. She actually just sprays him down. Yeah. yeah. He gets all powdery. Well, you don't want to inhale that shit. No. Uh, Amber brought down by another dog. Pat chases it off by using a microphone and a monitor to create feedback through the PA. Realizing the exits are covered, the survivors return to the green room. Pat discovers, I don't know why I even put that into the notes. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Pat discovers Cowcatcher's written set list, which also contains the word Fleischwolf, and Amber recognizes it as the title of one of their songs. It I don't is. know why you think it doesn't matter, because well, it does, yeah. just not yet. It actually does. It's just, but it's, <laughs> yeah. well, because the so, first time you watch the movie, you don't catch, or at least, well, I guess maybe you do. I didn't. I didn't catch half the details of why anything was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just like, oh, shit, this is scary. They're in the room, and now there's people trying to kill them. Right. Um, this is one that I did, at okay. the very least. Oh, good. 
I'm glad. <laughs> so, um, I think I got all of them. Just like I happened to get this. No, one. fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Also, because it was you know spoon fed slightly later. It was a little bit. bit. Yeah, that, that. Yeah. So that that scene did make a lot more sense this yeah. time. Yeah. Once I can actually hear the dialogue, it makes a big. Difference. That does help. It really does. Very much. Um. So you wanted to to go back to like the 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 duct tape. Okay, yes. so the, the situation with the duct tape. The duct tape was going to be used to basically pseudo-cast uh, Anton Yelchin's arm. I will not remember his character name. Um, <laughs> Fine. So we while, he's, while he's sitting there pre-duct tape, he has like a, well now gross, bar towel like wrapped around it. Oh, and it's yeah. like, okay, not great, but I get your situation. So now, what do you think they do? Do you think that they duct tape around the towel? You are incorrect. (laughs) They took the towel off and just duct taped right onto the open wound. Oh, yeah. The entire time, I'm like, this is the worst possible thing that you could have chosen to do. This is not going to be pleasant when you finally get to a hospital. He's probably not going to get that far because he's still bleeding under that duct tape. uh, By a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. but, yeah, like but I just kind of have to go with it because it's just whatever. I just That's imagined weird. like plus that whole half of his right, yeah. like his, his no wrist, right? Um, so like the entire time I was sitting there, I was like just imagining the emergency room, them trying to like delicately yeah. peel it off without oh, no. taking out chunks. They're gonna of his put a arm. nerve blocker right up here. Yeah, no, they like they just he's knock him probably, out. He's, yep. If if he survives, he's probably lost that arm. Yeah. At this yeah. point. Oh, at that point, he's guy. probably, and that is, that's still a fairly early point considering everything else that happens. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Like, I honestly, when I was watching it for the first time, I watched that. I'm like, well, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. I, cause again, I didn't recognize that that was Anton Yelchin cause I didn't know who Anton Yelchin was. Well, had I actually realized that he was the guy who had like top billing in the movie after Patrick Stewart probably would yeah. not have had that impression. You, you, that, would, yeah. you do have to realize that all of the cuts were on the top of the arm, though. which were very lucky. They, yeah. Right, because if they were on the bottom, then he'd bleed out. Because that's where all your veins are. Yeah. Oh, well, well, arteries. Yeah. But arteries. Yeah. The 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 important bleed. stuff right. is on the underside. <laughs> the you're gonna bleed out now parts. Right. <laughs> they actually they actually um, they actually have that um, kind of like embossed on the on the actual like blood vessels. Like you're gonna bleed out now. It's impressive. Hmm. Yeah. Isn't that it, wasn't. Isn't it wonderful joke. how nature just tells us how things are gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> Almost as if like everything was like intelligently designed or something. Like, oh my god! Yeah, if I mean, you look, look really pu- closely, look at, at a, pugs. They worked out great. Oh my god! Irreducible <laughs> complexity. <laughs> if you look really closely at a walnut shell, it says "caution may contain nuts." <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I have the same thing written on my underwear. <laughs> ah, ah. Yeah, I know. Ah. Concerned bad. about the may. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do take them off at least once a week to wash them. So in that That's case, good. they're empty yeah, and do not right. contain anything. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like I'm kind of wishing I hadn't started that. <laughs> I feel I feel built. I feel bad. Talk to us about the paintball story. <laughs> I forgot. What, I don't know why even. I, I actually really like this scene. Like this it is, is scene uh, that, it's that, cute. It's keeping like, him this, calm. Yeah, it's that this sort is, of scene. This is almost so. This is going to be a two part thing. Full disclosure, but yeah, um, this is something that like almost made me like Amber. Yeah, <laughs> because right. like the interaction between the two of them because of this story. Yeah, like I was like, oh, 
you're kind of a person and not a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. Well, and actually around um, around the same time, there's even a little conversation between the two of them where he's grilling her like, how do you fall in with these fucking people? And, yeah. it's, and they're, they're not even on camera when they're having it. It's just in the background, like Robert yeah. Altman style. Yeah. And she's and like, there's, I forget what it is. She's like, well, the people who hurt me weren't white. She's like, well, how's that working out for you now? And <laughs> it's like, cool. Um, right. But yeah, he tells this paintball story. Like they're getting ready to make this desperate mad dash. And he's trying to tell this story about paintball when he and his buddies were getting slaughtered at paintball and this one guy went like super mad commando berserker mm-hmm. and no like, one is listening right and that's, <laughs> and eventually he like gets he, he gets maybe halfway through the story and doesn't actually get to the point of it and then they're like yeah okay okay bleeding out boy we gotta go now <laughs> time to go and um yeah. and so maybe if they would have just waited like you know two minutes longer they would have Still died horribly. They're not going to. They weren't right. going to get out of this. Yeah, they, it's not no. happening. Um, but at least, yeah, the significance of his paintball story becomes apparent later. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a very anticlimactic sort of way. Yeah, and that that was a huge piece of the movie because literally half of our protagonists are now dead. Yeah. So yeah. Now now here's where the shit li- yeah. is hitting all of the fan. It's right. really really. It's rough to watch. Like I've seen the movie like five times now, and mm-hmm. still, like when the dog gets on Tiger, I'm just like cringing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. that's rough. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to see dogs doing that to yeah. a person at all, or any animal doing that yeah. to a person. And like, and like, uh, um, wrestler boy, the drummer, like freaks out and goes out the window, and you're like, okay. And then he just the camera <laughs> nope. just the camera like pans <laughs> rightward through the wall, and then like boom. Well, that didn't work. Yeah, um, it's just very man yeah it's really it's like very hopeless it's it really fr- it, it's both hopeless and frenetic it's yeah. yeah just boom 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 these this shit is happening and you can't process it yeah. almost and it's it, yeah it really and 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 Ugh, god damn it's just like <laughs> it kind of does hammer home like oh yeah you're kind of fucked and then yeah. uh, like one thing that um no one is brought up, which is interesting, but I really liked uh, after after the drummer gets his throat ripped out by the dog, um, the body gets dragged outside. Yeah. Uh, and, and Darcy sees him and he's like, is he still alive? Talking to the cousin Daniel. Oh, um, I don't remember who he's talking to. I, I think it's I think it's Gabe, actually. The Gabe. Uh, that's the, the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's talking to Gabe. He's like, is he still alive? And he's like, well, he's bleeding out really quick but yeah technically for right now he's still alive and Darcy just like completely like rationally and historically just goes good a later time of death will be better let him bleed out don't kill him yeah yeah it's like fuck yeah (laughs) yeah yeah he's got dude knows exactly what he's doing and he's yeah ruthless we haven't really talked because we haven't really talked about Darcy at all not too much no um and I think there's a lot to unpack with that motherfucker. Well, first off, it's the fact that Patrick Stewart is playing a villain, and no one is used to that ever. Yeah, and using you know racial slurs. Right. He's the only. Ooh. He's the only member of the cast who does. And yeah. it's only one. Twice. Ooh, I didn't catch the second one. Um, both times in reference to the to drugs. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. N word dope. Mm-hmm. He yeah. said he, uh, he utters the phrase twice. The first time it's when, when he's taking it out to the car mm-hmm. to the hot ginger. That's right. Yeah. And then the second time when he kind of reveals to Gabe that um, he actually 
that basically he laced it and gave them like bad dope to kill him and keep them silent, keep them clean oh. too. And that's why you see the guys in Cowcatcher dead at the end of the movie, right? From the bad dope. Yeah, yeah. And now that part I caught, I just <clears throat> didn't catch the the slur in it. So. Oh yeah, again, in bomb dope. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which. Um, yeah, dude, dude is really ruthless. The guy has like ice water in his veins. Yeah. And he's really methodical, which is, it makes him very frightening. Yes. Yeah, it does. And that's, um, it, it was shocking yeah. to me to yeah. see Patrick Stewart be that person. And yeah. be so good at it. Right. <laughs> he really is. And yeah, he, he was mad. Just I'm like, there's there's a reason that Patrick Stewart is a respected actor, and this is it. Yeah, I never want to see him do it again. No, because yeah. like it's so far outside of just generally who he has a, is as a person, right. at least as a public figure. Yeah. And and it's just pretty sure it is his... unnerving. But but then again, you also have to know his his character on American Dad, also a horrible, ruthless person. Well, but it's also a cartoon, but a funny, it's a horrible, ruthless yeah. person. Yeah. yeah, but and then yeah, you just don't. I, I didn't watch his other HBO show. I really should. I hear it's great. I but yeah. I hear he yeah. plays kind of an asshole in that, too. Well, yeah. But because a funny asshole. Right. That sort of thing. And it's just interesting to hear this because he's like a, a stage-trained Shakespearean actor. Mm-hmm. He has that voice, that yep. big, booming voice. And right. then to hear him kind of like sublimate that into, into what you get in this movie mm-hmm. is really odd. And the first couple times I saw it, I couldn't get past the fact that I'm watching Patrick Stewart in it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm better now. But the first couple of right. times I was distracted by him. Mm-hmm. I, I really kind of liked what they did with the, the quote unquote reveal of him, because when you first see him, it's from the back and he's yeah. wearing a hat. And yep. I was like, OK, the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, this is Darcy. Cool. And then like later you see his face and I was like, Ex- fucking excuse me. Like, what's what? happening? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the thing. Like, excuse me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew, I knew Patrick Stewart was in it because he like he was he's right there. in the right. market. I didn't, I didn't look at any of the oh. anything. Like, even the opening, like, credits didn't look. Oh. So ah. seeing Anton Yelchin alone was a surprise. And then I saw Maybe or whatever her real name is. And then I, <laughs> and then I saw Patrick Stewart and I was like, huh. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that, must have been an, that must have been something of a shock. It, it was. Whereas for yeah. me, it was like, oh, no, this is that punk rock, that weird punk rock movie with Patrick Stewart playing a, playing a neo-Nazi. I'm like, right. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into that. But and I had seen the the ad. I believe I saw it. I'm trying to think of when it was at Studio Thirty Five. Oh, wow. and I think it might have been. I think they played it because I know that this was made in 2015, but didn't really get released until 2016. Well, I think right. it might have been how around. It is. That's how it is when you have like small budgets and then yeah. you, you yeah. make your movie and then you have to like sell it. It was something that I saw yeah. with. With Alex, it was either I think it was either Baskin or Neon uh-huh. Demon when I saw the ad for it. Mm, okay. But I'm like, so I knew, but I was not prepared. I still yeah. was not. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, ha, 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 Patrick, why, <laughs> why, why, Patrick, so why, why are you hurting He's me? He's so good. <laughs> he's, he's really good. fucking incredible. <laughs> because, because it's interesting because as much as we're like, he's really ruthless and ice water in his veins, but like every time like, his character is actually off balance. Mm-hmm. For most of the movie. Yeah. You don't like he is improvising as much as everybody else. He's just got a lot more resources to do it with. Right. But like when they find the baseball bat in Daniel's car, I think that's actually in a different section, but whatever. That's mm-hmm. near the end. Yeah, right. It was just like with all of these developments, he's trying to get on top of this situation and mm-hmm. he's not getting there. Yeah. Right. So, but it's he 
But yeah, he's still, he's bobbing and weaving as much as anyone else right. in but this movie. He, but, but he feels almost practiced. He does. Really does. Because and I'm sure all of this has happened to him before. So like he just, it's really interesting because there'll just be this moment where you can kind of see it pass across his face. And then he's like, okay, action time, do this. Right. And wouldn't be the first time. He does yeah. that really well. Mm-hmm. I think he's, I, I he kind of, I can't say that he carries the movie, necessarily i guess in a lot of people's minds he did but he i can see how people would think that i don't agree i don't either i don't think he carries it but he's a linchpin without him that character doesn't work it doesn't or at least nope. without that without, i can agree with without that skill level of an actor that right. character doesn't work mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah i don't i having seen this a few times now i can't see anyone else doing it yeah maybe like a john ham Who's who's still got that presence? John Hamm. John Hamm. I I really think John. I'm Hamm. still hung up on him as Don Draper. I can't get past it. Mm, I I can see him getting into that. I am in a position of power. I'm going to lead everyone else around me into dealing with this bullshit. I don't know. Sort man. of thing. Yeah. He's I, a little. He still comes across as kind of smarmity to me. I like, just need to see him naked. Well, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I mean that's naked. fair. But. <laughs> That's better than fair. That's actually pretty good. Maybe I just, that. I don't know. From what I've seen of John Hamm, I think he could do it. Um, Maybe he could. But then again, because if you asked me before I saw this movie, you know, we just cast Patrick Stewart as a neo-Nazi. I'd be like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Works for me. Um, But no, it's actually really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, his performance, like I said, I, I, I can't really see anyone else in it. John Hamm might be a decent replacement, but I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, you could uh, you could probably get like a real, you could probably get some real whack like genre actor. You could get like your Stephen McCaddy, or you mm-hmm. could get like, oh shit, who's the dude from Thirty One? Who's in Andy? Uh, that other guy, yeah, uh, yeah, whose name just completely blew my mind. <laughs> I can't. Richard Brake. Richard Brake. Mm. But they they play it different. Like, yeah. They would they would they would lean more on some of the crazy that's yeah. there yeah. but is subtle. I think right. there would be that that kind of scenery chewing yeah tendency mm-hmm. that they would. I mean, and I don't think that's going to work for this movie. No, because you want someone who's you need the contrast and collected and the contrast of the band who is in the situation and being thrown off balance and panicking. Yeah. Whereas he's being thrown off balance saying, okay, well, let's do this to tip it back and do this to tip it back. I have resources. Here's a resource I can burn. Here's a resource I can burn. Yeah. You know, he like. Okay, burns like Clive's dogs, and he realizes he's, he's gonna have to pay Clive for these dogs that ain't gonna come out of it so good. Right. Uh, so, like, yeah, I mean, I get that. And it's interesting because, like, as over the top as this movie is, I mean, it's not really over the top. It's nuts, mm-hmm. but there's not really any scenery chewing. There's it's, not really any. No. It's actually relatively realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for the duct tape. Well, yeah. The, well, the duct, no, tape, the duct is tape is realistic. Is realistic. It's just the it's, worst it's gonna possible suck. Idea. Really bad idea. It's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, keep in mind that super glue a lot of times is used to seal wounds. Super glue ain't going to would not help that. No, no, no. Super no, it would glue not. Ain't. No. Like maybe if you because like essentially lacquer the entire arm with essentially it, they, they've taken his arm and turned it like into a microwave hot dog. Yeah, like you know how people, <laughs> no, 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 you know how people make those like spiral cut potatoes. Oh, oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's one of those. It really does. It really <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. It really is gross. It's one of those <laughs> the spiral cut hot dogs. Uh, like it's just. Uh, and like, and, and you get you get wide. just enough of, gl- of a glimpse of that to be really irpy. It's really ugly. Yeah, right? and actually, oh, when horrible. Justin gets uh, slit up too, that cut 
who mm-hmm. it was very well done and, and actually, horrifying. Right, and really like, horrible. Like I can that. see fat layers stop. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I was getting at. Yes. There's a fucking subcutaneous fat that just gets exposed and you're like, oh, God. Oh, right? And it doesn't, yeah. like in a lot of horror movies, when they do something with fat under the skin, it doesn't like push out and clump up like cottage cheese. It's right. It's a little bit. A little bit, but right. it was it was a well done special effect. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it really great. incredible. Um, yeah. God. So like, I mean, as violent as this movie is, it's just really gut churning. Like oh, the, yeah. When he fucking like grabs like the knife that's stuck in Emily's eye and drags uh, her across the floor by the knife in her head. Oh, it was sorry. in her temple. But yeah. Either way. They're like, no, it's a special effect. It's not real. I didn't see any blood. She's just unconscious. <laughs> Drag. Which you're right. Which, right. Which, to be fair, that was a really dumb thing that she said. It really was. <laughs> it was an incredibly dumb it thing. It was extremely yeah. stupid. No, but no, no. a really fantastic way <laughs> to make your point. Right? It's like, yeah, no, I don't have to say words. You, you don't. Actually, no, he, that actor in particular doesn't. No. 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 No, no he does not. No. Ever. <clears throat> no. Call me. <laughs> call, call us. Um, yeah. Act <laughs> Let us move along. <laughs> Merrily, we stumble on. <laughs> so Daniel and another skin enter the club to turn off the feedback that chased off the dogs. It's been a while. Keep up. And break into the green room to kill the remaining survivors. Amber reveals that Emily was... So much plot that just doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Amber reveals that Emily was killed when it was discovered... Like, I need some atmospheric music for this. Like, Days of Our Lives music or something. Says the sound editor. Amber reveals that Emily was killed when it was discovered that she was planning to leave the organization and realizes that Daniel was planning to leave with her. Mm. Fleischwolf was to have been their cue to get out. I love that I mentioned it like three times just to like get that line right. in. I need to write better I mean, notes. I mean, what, what did it mean? Flesh ripper? Um, meat grinders. Meat grinder. Basically yeah. the way, which, you know, foreshadowing. Yeah. Mm. Um, pretty much at the same moment, Darcy and Gabe discover a bloody baseball bat from a beating that happened last year in Daniel's trunk. Hmm. Uh, He hung on to it and was planning to turn it over to the authorities as evidence. Hmm. Uh, His cover blown, Daniel leads the survivors out into the club where he knows there is a shotgun kept behind the bar, but the bartender beats him to the punch and murder death blows his fucking head off with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you never see the bartender. Well, you do. You don't see the bartender until the face is blown off. Right. Right. Because he's still all off camera and then just suddenly bang and it's right. gone. Yeah. That's like, like <laughs> I'm, I like that very sudden kind of like. Right. It's like, oh, violence. I know where things are going. Oh, yeah. my God. Why are we over here now? It's like right. the complete opposite of that, like Nicholas spending Reffin thing that I'm also really horny for where the, it's like a really long foreplay and then the <laughs> violence is over fast. Yeah. Whereas here it's just like. Everything's okay. Boom. Violence is over fast in a very different, (laughs) much more unpleasantly tragic way. (laughs) Very much so. Um, Where was I? Oh, yeah. Daniel's dead. Amber and Sam disarm the skin. I like how I said that. Basically, Sam hits him with the fire extinguisher again. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pat chops him in the neck with his own machete. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. Yeah. Pretty great. Uh, Now armed, they make a break for it out the front door. It doesn't go so great. (laughs) Mm. you'll notice a theme (laughs) yeah (laughs) really uh sam is killed by a dog and more importantly loses the shotgun amber is shot in the leg pat has to drag her ass back to the green room always goes back to the green room right as darcy's men lock down the building's exits an exhausted pat tells an equally exhausted amber the rest of his paintball story amber Uh, asks 
she does clarify. ask. She does. She 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 talks him into it, and he tells her the rest of the paintball story, and actually gets to the point about this crazy friend who went super commando and took out a bunch of like Iraq war vets at paintball uh, because, because he stopped playing war and started having fun. Because he went yeah. berserker, and so yeah, so inspired by this story, they decide <laughs> they decide to fight back <sighs> um, in a really fun way. It yeah. is really great. Um, I think one of the fun things about that, um, and I didn't make that, speaking of like recurring jokes in this movie, mm-hmm. like Fire Code. Yeah. And the Desert Island bands. And uh, there's at least one other, but one of my favorite ones is when you get back to Pat after this sequence, they, uh-huh. he's shaved his head. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they've drawn all over his face, like camo all over his face with a marker. Which is yeah. great. Just like at the beginning of the movie when he fell asleep first and they draw oh, yeah. all over his yeah. face with the marker. Like, uh, that was a really cute little, like, aw. Yeah. It's just really, like, uh, there are so many little details like that that just pop up again. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Also not what I thought you were going to bring up, and now I'm very excited. Oh, what right. do you think I was going to bring up? No, continue. Well, because that was the, was... the story I have is it's not quite in the plot yet. Oh, You're okay. I mean, I can move forward. I'm, I'm not sure what what else, what what else to talk about here because I mean, this is the really exciting shit's about to happen. Yeah, th- this is just kind of like the lull in the storm, and we yeah. get our you know arm ourselves fucking yeah. montage. Yes, that's, that's what happens yeah. there. So and so, um, yeah. Well, let me. Like, I can just burn through. Go ahead. No, stop it's me, like, it's stop like, me it's when like you want. The basically. next line. Yeah. <laughs> the next line. In Act Five. Oh, okay. oh, I, so I don't have the Google Doc, so I oh, have okay. no idea what's coming up there. Okay, so uh, like, I mean, literally, the, like the next line in the movie. After he, after he, sh- after they, uh huh. We may as well go with it. Okay, I, I so this, what, yeah. what comes up next uh, after he has shaved his head and, uh-huh. and he has been markered? Two two skinheads have come in to yeah. finally fucking finish the job. Yes, right. They see this person who they. Had seen before, but looks right. different now. Right. So they got, ask who he he's is. He's got like a jacket on and he's got right. his head shaved now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and his response. <laughs> yes. He turns around, arm still ruined. Right. Uh, other one, n- not super helpful because he's Anton Yelchin and he's very small. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're like, who the fuck is this? He turns around and says, and what is my favorite moment in the movie given the current political climate? I'm not going to spoil it. You have to say it. Odin himself. But he says it in Anton Yelchin's voice. Which, right. right. Odin himself. And it's just... <laughs> which made me... Like, I had to pause the movie. <laughs> I started laughing. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know how many people are aware of this, but there's this big issue uh, within the pagan community specifically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Of, of people who follow uh, Asatru or Norse traditions. Being fucking Nazis somehow. Right. Um, Why? Right. So glossing over that bit uh, with that bit of backstory, I started Mm. laughing, imagining Odin wrecking these fucking (laughs) neo-Nazis. And it was all I wanted. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, I just would like actually like, um, well, Mr. Wednesday from American Gods. Also, yes. Would just like roll in and be like... (laughs) And maybe bring with him like the the Ifrit taxi driver, right? Oh, yeah. like he could, and he could like. Maybe, but he would just like he could he could but fuck, fuck everybody first, and then Odin can. No, go no, to no. Odin. He could just he could just fuck Worm, the dude from Cowcatcher. Yeah. In an extremely explicit scene, please. Yes, please. please. Yeah, very <laughs> slow motion CGI flames shooting up oh. the Into interior of his anus and spreading. Right, man of 
If you haven't actually seen American Gods, this is going to be really awkward for anybody listening at home. <laughs> I have the best boner. The best boner, yes. Yeah. Right <laughs> down, really down. It's yeah. good. It's good. I is American Gods on? Like, did they release that to Blu-ray yet? No know. idea. <gasps> they need to. Because I need to just like have that scene on repeat in my life. That just, scene's on YouTube. You had it. You had it DVR'd at one point. I did. I literally. <laughs> the system. The system has gone through and said it's too old. I'm getting rid of it. Now. Yeah, but it also probably wore out because I kept going back and watching it and watching it and pausing. I have a, I have a blank spot in my right DVR moment. now. Right. Well, it was like in um, back in the video store days. Like you would get if you would rent Fast Times at Richmond High. Right. Uh, the Phoebe Kate scene, like yeah, like the the moving in stereo scene, yeah, like the the video quality would always just go to absolute shit because <laughs> that was the part where people would rent the movie and keep pausing it and ch- and, and playing it over and over right. and beating right. off to Phoebe Kate boobs. When mm. like I didn't really care about that because like I mean I like Phoebe Kate's, she's right? nice. I have no sexual interest in Phoebe Kate's. Um, I mean, but I just but it did piss me off because like well this movie looks like shit. What are they? What's wrong with them? <laughs> right. What's wrong with them is that they didn't do what I did, which was watch Cinemax at three in the morning. And well, it was. My mom would let me watch Cinemax at three in the morning. (laughs) My parents weren't up to not let me watch Cinemax at three in the morning. That is my experience. I would tell tell my mom, mom, I have to watch this thing at three in the morning. She's like, fine, just don't wake me up. (laughs) Oh, my God. Up to and including things like (laughs) the first nudie musical (laughs) with fucking Cindy Williams in it. (laughs) Okay, here's how it's hilarious. I may have told this story before, but this is the this is the upbringing I had. I'm lying on the couch, like I'm down there, my brothers are down there, my dad is also down there. We're watching Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Okay, Return of the Living Dead is a pretty splat-tastic little movie. I like it a lot. A lot of fun. I love the whole series. Um, it's not good, but I love all of it. Um, well, Return is really good, and so like, but there's that one scene where you already know her name. What is her name? Linnea Quigley? Because you said that, he didn't. Linnea Quigley. Yes. Linnea Quigley comes stalking out of, like, the fog at night, like, fucking stark-ass naked, Mm -hmm. zombie Linnea Quigley. Yep. And, like, my dad was like, okay, you can't watch this now. You can't watch it. it. There's tits. He didn't say tits and bush. But basically, like, I just watch people getting, like, fucking torn to pieces, blood on the floor, like, zombie reanimated half dogs with their organs out, like something out of the cell. No problem. But yeah. oh, tits and bush. Sorry, son. You can't watch this. I'm like, yeah. really? I, st- I still don't understand why our, our country lionizes violence, but doesn't, but has a huge problem with nudity. I don't. Specifically I don't female nipples. Right. <laughs> They're just boobs. Everybody's got them. Go on, Andy. Go so, yeah, on. I'm getting in. So getting into that scene, actually. Yeah, that's basically right. the next thing that happens um, in between with all of that. Uh, let me go back, I guess, because, yeah, Darcy gives Gabe his set of red bootlaces mm-hmm. and sends him and the skins inside to mop up. So the skins go in to kill everybody. But Gabe is like pressure washing the bar. Right. He's just the cleanup guy. Yep. Um, the skins bust into the green room. Pat lures them, uh, lures. Uh, well, he lures one of them down into the basement drug lab. Mm-hmm. Um, Amber crawls out of the sofa with a box cutter yeah. and slits the throat of the other one, mm-hmm. which is pretty badass, really. Yeah. It kind of was. I really enjoyed. Um, I'm not even going to try to explain how the rest of the scene plays out because it's nuts. Yep. Let's just say Amber and Pat kill the other skin and move yes, on. Yeah. Um, they confront. I mean, we can talk about the scene all we want. It's just like you're trying to summarize that for a plot summary. Like, yeah, the, the, just the screeching, sword banging. We'd be and, here and, for days. Right. Yeah, we would. It's, it's a great scene. It's De- insanely Decoy good. corpse. Like, it's it's great. Yeah, it's wonderful. Decoy corpse says. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, they confront Gabe, who opts to turn himself in because he don't got the stomach for this shit. Uh, they are escaping on foot through the woods when they overhear the sounds of Darcy and friends staging a phony crime scene so the cops will think the band was killed while trespassing and stealing gas. Mm-hmm. Gabe continues on to call the police. Pat and Amber go to confront Darcy. I'm not going to describe that scene either because it's really good. But it's really good. Yeah. yeah, and it is something you do have to experience yeah. for yourself. I mean, it's fine. We can talk about it all you want. I just like, again, I'm not going to try to synopsize something like yeah. that. There's a lot of the, things that happen. The point is, good guys like live, bad guys die. Span. Right. And there's actually a lot to talk about in that scene that we can set up as we talk about it. Yeah. But it just doesn't synopsize well. Yeah. Uh, Pat and Amber sit down to wait for the police credits. Yeah. There's no, a lot no, of stuff no, in no, there. No. Oh, hang on. Was, hang on. Oh, sorry. Do, do the, the last lines of the movie. The last two lines. Okay, so it's, been a, <laughs> so it's been a running gag through the whole movie that Pat does not know his Desert Island band. He can't figure out his Desert Island band. Mm-hmm. And so finally at the end, they're sitting there and Pat's like, oh... I finally thought of my Desert Island band. And Amber says, Tell it to someone who gives a fuck. <laughs> Credits. Credits. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy, I swear to God, this it's guy so has such a good, good sense of humor. Right. I love the, the writing in this movie is all like that. It's so good. Yeah, it, it and it's it's subtle. It's it's not in your. I mean, face. that one wasn't. That was but not yeah, that sure. One wasn't right, but yeah, for the most part, you know, all the humor and stuff, even the stuff that he's tempering his horror yeah. with, yeah, subtle and it works. It's really well done. Definitely I enjoy it. So, <laughs> so there's um, I don't know. There is a, a couple. I think the, I do. I mean, as much as I didn't want to synopsize it, I do want to talk about like when Darcy gets killed mm-hmm. yeah um because i think that <clears throat> is like just he's like it's so it's really weirdly uncharacteristic of him how he just kind of like he basically like um pat and amber have the drop on him they mm-hmm. both have guns they you know like yep. they've got him they've got him dead to rights all of his men are dead and he basically just like turns around and walks away mm-hmm. and i mean he grabs his gun like he's going to try to Maybe he's thinking he's gonna what? What the fuck? He's gonna he do, do some kind of weird dual bullshit. Yeah, like he was gonna try. Like, and... Oh, you're gonna let me walk away? Ha <laughs> ha! I'm gonna shoot you first. That's yeah. So yeah, it doesn't so, work out so good. Uh, I mean, I have a theory on what happened there because I thought okay. that it was remarkably in character. Oh, um, okay. Because I, I like, I thought that he had hedged his bets that he was uh, making the assumption that at this point these two basically kids have been through hell. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to walk away. They aren't going to do shit. One of two things is going to happen. They're not going to fire. That's mm-hmm. what he thinks in, in this theory. Or they're going to fire and miss. And then I will turn around. I will solve the problem. And then I will continue. Okay. Leaving. Right. So I, I, I've i actually seen videos online where they're just like, oh, he panics. And I'm like, that's not a panic move. No, because he turns around. not and a panic he, move. Like really slow. The gun pull is deliberate. And yeah. he didn't pull his gun while facing them. Right. He, no, I, I don't think it was a panic. No. Uh, but it was, uh, I don't know. It's it's, it's no, a, he still thinks moment. he has the upper hand. He really yeah. does. Uh, but he, you know, obviously he did he not. Ends up, he ends up not yeah. being correct. No, he's, <laughs> it, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, it doesn't go so well. And I like the bit when Pat walks up and says, this is a nightmare. And, you know, and Darcy's like, yeah, for us all. Like, mm-hmm. he's been just as fucked up over this yeah. as they have. Um yeah. And despite the fact that, like, again, he's the bad guy. He's very unequivocally the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yet 
there is never a moment when you don't understand why he's doing what he does. Mm -hmm. And not for even like a bullshit, my mommy didn't love me enough or I never got my dick sucked when I was a kid reasons. Right. Because like he like you just you know what he's you know why he's doing this. And I. Right. So I don't know. Is there anything else we want to care about? Like, I'm I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I already talked a lot yeah, in this I episode. I, I I mean, we, we talked about it at the beginning too. I mean, was yeah. you know that that presence that was not there but was there. Yeah. In yeah. terms of the white supremacy. Oh, um, yeah. So I don't think there's a whole lot more to say about it. Do we want to just go into ratings? Let us do rates. Well, then. Um, so. Um. I was saying to these guys before we started taping um, that the first oh, yeah. time I watched this movie. It was amazing, and I loved every second of it. It was, it is well done. It is well, so well acted. Um, it's a good story. However, this was the second time I watched it, and it doesn't the the excitement level doesn't carry through the second time. So, with that said. With all of my appreciation of everything that went into this movie, from the music choices to even the the kind of authentic hairstyling, because I've seen that haircut on girls and I hate it, I hate <laughs> yeah. it so much. That's the real tragedy of this. It, movie. The real it tragedy really was. I'm like, don't don't give someone oh, princess bangs and then shave the rest of her head. Just don't. <laughs> um, Snow. Careful now. <laughs> but now, given that. That cherry um, does something you don't like. Yep. Cut its hair. Yep. <laughs> like <laughs> this. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's it's so bad. bad. Oh, yeah. uh, and it looks it's not even that it looks like clip-ons anyway. Um yeah. kind of. but it is <laughs> a really well done movie. It's authentic feeling. It it's 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 good. I have to give it four out of five. Um, machetes to the arm. <laughs> That's what I gotta give it. Fair enough. <laughs> um, we so can edit out the end. Watching, <laughs> watching this movie for the first time, admittedly yesterday because I'm a procrastinator. Yay. Um, I knew nothing about it. That's not entirely true. I knew two things about it. I knew from Bob's Facebook post that some people didn't consider it horror. I knew from talking about it with my roommate that some people don't consider it horror. Oh. So I knew the one thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I went into this movie completely blind. I really liked at the beginning that a lot of the backstory was set up as an interview of a band for some bullshit hack job pseudo radio station. <laughs> oh, yeah, college radio. That, that, a was, zine. that was recorded on a guy's coffee table. Oh, um, yeah. In a shitty apartment that they were glad had vinyl and beer. Um, <laughs> and ramen. And ramen. Um, I, I, Please all have mushrooms. I got... <laughs> <laughs> I was admittedly very sad when I saw Anton Yelchin because, again, going into it blind and not looking at any of the names on the opening credits, I had no idea. And I was just like, oh, the poor guy. Yeah. Um, I am very glad that the other two were available for chat because as I was watching it, I have never been so uncomfortable. <laughs> and also rock hard for Big Justin. Uh, <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> He's been in some other stuff and I, I, I know he did some fantasy stuff. Don't tell stuff me any of it. But he hasn't been in us. 
True. Yeah. Ooh, creepy. That was a little weird. That was a little weird. So this this movie was, as Bob mentioned, fantastically acted. It was fucking incredible by almost every actor in the movie. The only reason I say almost is because some of the random no name no line backstage Nazis like were weird. They, um, they were hired for the day and paid twenty bucks. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that said, this. Movie does what horror should do. Um, it's not my brand of horror. It's not the kind of uncomfortable that I go for. But being uncomfortable was very much what it did. And it did it incredibly fucking well. Mm-hmm. Um, so despite it not being my whatever subgenre. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't know. Uh, I, I think I'll give it eight out of ten horrible duct tape casts. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Andy. Um, it's weird that this isn't considered horror, really. It's colloquially, it seems to not. It's be. more a oh. thriller. It's more an action movie than a horror movie. It's not really an action movie. It's not because it doesn't have. It doesn't. It's not sustained. No, and and I mean genre genre movies are all about the tropes and 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 how they flow and this yeah. is not an action movie but well, it's again um, thriller more than horror there is there are horrific elements it's I just, not i don't what I, most people would consider horror i don't see enough of a line between the two to be where i'd be like i mean if, if i'm like oh shit this isn't a horror movie well, what have we been doing for the last hour and 15 minutes <laughs> well, it's like but like it's, it's like you know. take you know the difference between basic instinct a thriller right and cloverfield horror I haven't actually seen either of those, but I, I'm v- vaguely familiar with them. Yeah. But like, um, in the same way that like, I never thought of The Silence of the Lambs as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, thriller. Uh, yeah, but then my mind is mostly like a police procedural. But yeah, at the same sure. time, there's all these other elements to, of it that deliver this kind of like shock and mm-hmm. awe yeah. and make you uncomfortable. And Green Room has that. It yeah. absolutely um, does. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, it is really claustrophobic and really like unpleasant. And yeah. I think if something like trying to think of like just almost any home invasion horror movie mm-hmm. really if this like if this is a thriller like well the strangers is a thriller or yes. like straw dogs is a thriller or whatever and I, I just i don't know how useful i find this, that this is one of those things that i i fall i think falls into the field of horror adjacent and that right. makes it fine for us to talk about. Okay. I mean, like, I'm, that's, I'm not trying to, like, Sorry. drag this. I really was supposed to be rating at this point. But, like, sure. I was just really curious. I was really interested in that because I didn't I didn't really think that it was. And even when I've seen it mentioned, it's always, I, I found out about this movie in Fangoria, man. Yeah. Which, granted, Fangoria always would cover other stuff because Fangoria is where I found out about, like, Pi, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. which is not a horror movie. Yeah. But, I don't know. I just, like, it, it just seemed, it seemed to fit. Um for me, uh, getting into the actual rating rather than pontificating, sorry, I guess. That's right. um, yeah. This is a movie that I have a really strong connection with. And um, for, for the music angle and a lot of those angles. and But also, like, this feels like a really personal movie from the director, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he, I think there's some scenes, like, there's the scene when they are actually playing the music, when, like, the sound fades out and everybody goes into slow-mo. Yep. Like, it's just this weirdly poetic, beautiful shot of a very chaotic Mm-hmm. gig that they're yeah. playing mm-hmm. and there's a real kind of like i really get the feeling that this is almost like the director saying goodbye to his arrested development punk years Could be. and kind of like okay well now i'm gonna go make like big boy movies mm-hmm. which is pretty cool um yeah acted i can't fault any of the acting like even like some of the skins like the 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 
the dudes who bust in at the end when they're going after uh, Anton Yelchin in the basement. Like, and these are guys with these are guys who have you know killed before, but they are like, I don't know, they're nervous as fuck. Yeah, they are as far in over their head as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's just really interesting. It's really tense yeah. and also really funny and scary as shit. And fuck, I love this movie. So that's a pretty easy one for me. Uh, I've got to give it five out of five fire code violations. <laughs> <laughs> and so there were at least five. <laughs> there, there were many. <laughs> there were oh, so, many. so many fire code violations. Like that. Gabe in this movie is my hero. He really is. Like when, he, when they pull up in the van, he just, he just walks up. He's like, drummer, drummer, where's my drummer? Because yeah. he's like super efficient. Like, right, right. You know, it was like, when I'm like I've got shit to do. And, and then at the end, he's like, yeah, I, I realize I kind of joined the wrong side here. Yeah. I want to go to jail I don't want to go to jail. Well, so, he didn't yeah. even look like he was into that. He was more on the bar side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, well, I guess not completely because uh, anyway, but yeah, because he had done enough to earn his red laces, yeah, he did. but he like came up like this first thing he's looking for the drummer because the drummer has the most shit to set up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like the minute that happened, I'm like, oh man, that's real, that's real. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, if you have any questions, comments, want to email, uh, uh, lay eggs in our brain, want to, yeah. you know help us curb stomp some Nazis. It'll be great. Email us at Bob at CandyCodedRazor.com. Hit us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash CandyCodedRazorBlades. Uh, you can also... Wait, there's Twitter uh, at CandyRazorBob. And I think that's it. I think that's you it. You mentioned curb stomping Nazis and my first thought was, in these shoes? <laughs> in my Deadpool slippers. I'm I will wearing, curb stomp Nazis chunks. in... Yeah. We will make it happen. He yes, had flyers. Will. Same thing. Right. <laughs> I'm wearing Deadpool bunny slippers. Like, I mean, the best I could I deliver to anybody on a curb is a, a faint cheek massage. Yeah, right. <laughs> so wait, so wait, I got the email, I got the Twitter, I got the Facebook. I'm good. <laughs> I'm on Facebook at uh, RC Ackerman. I'm super easy to find because not many people go by RC. Uh, I also am really prevalent in the Discord. Do we want to plug that now? Yes, plug it! I'm not. Oh, wait. Yeah, I totally forgot the thing. But you were going to do that thing. No, no you can do the, the thing. thing if you want. Do that by all means. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, like, you know, I was talking about stuff. Go, no, go. no, no. That was the end. Go. Okay. Oh, I thought you were talking about Discord, though. He did talk about the Discord. Okay. So there's a Discord. <laughs> I'll say um, there is. Huh. So we do have a Patreon now because I would like to get these gentlemen paid for their time and we would like to get to some new stuff going. We want to go to conventions. We want to go to, to festivals. We want to do all that shit for you. So if you would like to become a patron, visit us at patreon.com slash candy coated razor blades. We don't have a pooping back and forth level yet. We do don't we? have a pooping back oh, and yeah. forth level. <laughs> we need to have one. Um... I still don't do social media, so I don't have any of that. But uh, please, uh, by all means, if you enjoy our show, we're back, by the way. Did you notice? Yay! Um, Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends. You are our listeners, and we love you unintentionally. Except you, Becky. (laughs) You know what you did. (laughs) I'm watching. (laughs) Fuck you, Becky. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what else was there? I don't know. I don't think there's anything else. So, On that note, kids, bye. Bye. Wait, bye wait. Did you have something? Wait. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I'm the Patreon God damn it. Oh, what? It. <laughs> <laughs> what is the Patreon link? Candy Cutter Razor. Oh, God. 
So Candy Coated Razor. Patreon.com slash Candy Coated Razor. Or not Candy Coated Razor Blades. We'll totally figure out a way to make that happen. <laughs> Don't you think? On that note, kids. Bye. 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 Say that again. <laughs> don't laugh quite so loud this time. <laughs> but no, that's basically it. Yeah. That's that's exactly it. Yeah. Like, uh, Morrissey, just eat it, eat all the dicks. No. no, no, he can't. He doesn't eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it.